You're listening to Goggler Presents with Ian Bahe and Uma. This is our Oscar special where we give you our picks and predictions on who we think might take home gold this Monday morning at the Oscars. What ceremony is it again? Is it the 90th, 91st? I've lost track. I can't remember anymore. But uh, it airs in Malaysia Monday morning, uh, late evening in the United States. Uh, We don't know where you can watch it here as yet because we haven't been able to track down the channel on Astro. So if you do know, drop us a line. Drop us a line because I've got the Astro Go app open and there's a banner at the top that says the Oscars 2020 trailer. So I guess they're showing... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I don't know why they'd just be showing the trailer. But uh, no, hang on, sorry. It says, stay tuned for the Oscars on 10th February 2020. Stream it live on Astro Go. So there's a chance it might be on the Astro Go app. Um, if anybody sees any ads for that and can confirm it, do let us know on our uh, many social media sites, Goggler My. But does anyone really want to watch it anymore? I think the last two years I, of not having yeah. to watch it. I mean, I was I was on a, a bachelor's weekend that time we got oh, yeah, streaming access to retweet about yeah. it. And that was a bad idea. Um, we did have three or four very, very hungover gentlemen looking at my iPad yeah. and I'm going, what are you doing? Nice dress. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't she look great? I, d- I don't know. I don't know if the Oscars ever mattered to anyone other than the millionaires in that room, right? Um, there's a lot of conversation that's been going on about representation, about diversity, about the role of the Oscars in Hollywood and all of that stuff. And the question is whether or not it actually matters to anyone outside of Hollywood. I mean, yeah. they try and peddle it as if it does, because if you're a kid growing up in the third world and you see someone who looks like you on the big screen, on the silver screen, it's going to mean something, right? But Mm. it feels more and more like clever marketing. It feels quite disingenuous, given that nothing has actually really changed. But at the end of the day, that may make some sense to... When you're talking about the cinema, right? When you're talking about a movie like Black Panther and you see African-Americans or... British African or or just African Africans in general, and and you're like, okay, cool, I can be a superhero too. But the I don't know why the Oscars have to be the place for that conversation because at the end of the day, again, who really cares about the Oscars? It's it's it feels. I mean, I remember maybe ten years ago, ten years ago in Malaysia when you'd watch the Oscars and go. Oh, I had never heard of that movie. Correct. Mm. Let me go to the fake DVD shop and look up for that DVD because I, it's. I only get that twenty years ago because the time the time difference for me was a bit quicker. Mm. Like the movie started coming to Ireland quicker. Yes. So it yes. take longer to get here, but we would have like, oh, I've seen three of these this year. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we would only have gotten seen maybe the the, the one or two big ones with mm. the big actors. Right. Let's but, be fair. It's been only about five or six years mm. since we've gotten. Like all the Oscar-nominated movies in cinemas, at some point, whether at some it's point, before yes, yeah. or after, after the, the win. The after thing is something that used to they give an Oscar bump in the US, and it's something they've started doing here. In one case, one in who, but there was a movie that didn't come out until it got Oscar buzz, and then it came out with less cuts. Yes, yes, right. yeah, it can be a bonus for us. I mean, it's all good. So there is, but it, it or, does come- or a few years ago, even when Django was released here with no cuts, yeah, which was like shocking for us and blew our minds, you yeah. know, because there was like nudity and cursing and everything, oh, and we we're great. like, what? <laughs> yeah, or like I think it was last year when um, the 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 documentary, um, the one way, what's his name, climbs the mountain, Free Solo, yeah, Free Solo, Free Solo. Yeah. yeah, so. 
it wasn't until that got nominated when suddenly there was a local distributor here who suddenly picked up Free Solo and mm. decided to release it. And HBO was getting in touch with us like, oh, can you review the movie because it's on our document? I'm just like, yeah. okay, cool. But, so and that's that, fine. It helps on that part. But like growing up being into movies, there were things like, so what's, there's the Golden Globes TV, then there's the, which is the Foreign Press Secretary's one again, I can never remember. No, no, Foreign Press is Golden Globes. Is the Golden, the Golden Globes. Globes. Okay, right. so those ones are canonically bullshit, right? Yes, because there's like 80 people. Yeah, there's like 80 mm. people in the Hollywood Foreign Press Who don't speak English. Did no, I? I'm joking. <laughs> that's racist. Um, so there's like 80 people and they vote on these things and basically it's been it's become like marketing for the Oscars. People kind of watch it and they vote on who they would like to see at the party. Pretty yes. much. Yeah. And once that started to become common knowledge, the Hollywood Reporter also started doing their brutally honest Oscar ballot. Which we love. Mm. So how that works is after the ballots have been cast, they usually get one individual from a specific branch of the voters and promise them complete anonymity and they can say whatever they please. And this year, it's a female member of the Academy. That's it wasn't right. before. They, but the Academy is roughly 7,000 people. They're people who have won Oscars before or have been invited to join the Academy. So they've worked in film. Apparently, I was listening to some podcasts talking about some movie campaigns just going to old folks' homes in Hollywood and asking them to vote for their movies. Wow. Because a lot of, like, I mean... It's America, so of course it's old white men mostly yeah. and old white women, and uh, that's how they were drumming up the votes for these things. So there is, once all these things come out, the, the shine comes off the statuette. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And, they, and these brutally honest things. If you look back, I, I think we did something on it last year or something else, and looked through a couple of them. It's always Scott Feinberg, not Scott Weinberg. That's the guy I remember. <laughs> right here, it's the yeah. same guy. But it was just the level of pettiness oh. for the reasons why yeah. they don't like. Like the headline here is Irishman's boring. And also, I just don't like this actress. Yeah. Also, uh, the Academy Awards are for Americans, so Parasite, go sit in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. So there's another article online, I think it's Anne Wilkinson's name. She wrote for Vox, I saw during the week, which was talking... Yes, Alyssa, sorry, Alyssa Wilkinson, sorry about that. Uh, I came across this during the week and was talking about, it's the international film category. And I've been paying so much attention to the Oscars, I forgot when they switched from best, best foreign, foreign film, film yeah. to best international film. But they were talking about the rules are utterly arbitrary, so they're always going to, like an awful things in America, the rules seem arbitrary until they're applied to you. And then, yes, you know, then it's a problem. It's a problem. Yeah. So there are things like films that have been shot all in the native language and all by the crew from that country has been deemed not because there was one or two key people were involved mm-hmm. not saying who those key people were um so the language thing is a problem countries select their own foreign films yes, as the international film film to go into it so sometimes the academy has rejected places or other times places are putting forward movies that are ideological or political mm. of course in favor of uh, the government or whatever those things so there is there's one small problems with the Oscars. Oh, no, there are, there are. I mean, I mean, just look at the international film category this year and Malaysia submission, which was a documentary, yes. not a feature film. Yes. They submitted M for Mahade, which can fall into the kind of political propaganda category mm. as well, but also the fact that it was a documentary. Which yes. You can't submit that for best film. That, that goes in the best international documentaries. Right? Or no, just best no, no, documentary. No, just documentary yeah. Yeah. But they submitted it for the international feature category. Mm. So surely that just gets rejected on site, yeah. going... Actually, this isn't a feature. This is the wrong category for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's tons of problems with the Oscars, and yet we still are somewhat enthralled with the whole process. Are we, though? No, but I think the world is, right? Because people still... Are they, though? Yeah, of course they are. But I mean, the sense that <laughs> every... You know, just if you, keep, if your... you keep saying that, we'll just stop the podcast. Yeah. No, but open, open your browser. Why are there a thousand articles? 
Like yeah. why? That means people are still clicking on it. They're still reading it, even though. Why are we still recording this podcast? Why are we still recording this podcast? <laughs> I, I right? don't know why we're recording. No, no, because like at some point, I would think that like I've hit my 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 thing with the Academy Awards ages ago. I will wake up on Monday and go, oh okay, they won, and then just move on with my life. Yeah, it, I don't join pools. I don't. No. People ask me like, who do you think will win? I'm like. Really don't care. Yeah, I'll watch the list when it's done afterwards. I won't yeah, watch it I'm live. Like, I'm okay, just like, oh, cool, that guy won. Oh man, he should have won. But but at some really point, it. it happens because it stops representing the kind of movies you actually enjoy, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's it, the it, problem. It, and it can flip on that. Some years you're like, you know, Black Panther's nominated for things. You're like, wow. Or the last order, the, the, the last order of the rings movie gets wins some for mm. once. But like. Then you realize that they. Then you realize that they waited for they all waited three. Waited the third mm. movie because it's like uh, there's parts of the first movie that are more impressive as you're Correct. watching them yeah. then, and they should have been voted by them. But it's not his time. Once, you, once you've heard the phrase about it's the Oscars, not his it's time. not his time. Yeah. That's when you start to the cracks start to show. The thing that pissed me off the most this year was, and I don't know whether it's true or not, but because it was from a secret source. But the reason why Adam Sandler wasn't nominated for Uncut Gems, there was this article about a source within the Oscars that said that basically, oh, you know, people like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are Oscar material. Mm. Meanwhile, Adam Sandler may have given the performance of his life and also maybe even the performance of Leo's life and Brad's life, mm. but he's just not part of the club. He also said in the article that he would make a shitty movie if yes. he didn't win. So people That was great. I think that was in the Howard Stern show <laughs> when he on, goes, yeah. if I don't get nominated, yeah. I'm going to make the worst possible film. And, and that's, that's come up before in those secret uh, voter things where, uh, I, was a, I just lost the page, what was it called? Angry Voters? What are they called? Brutally Honest. Brutally Honest. Where it yeah. comes up before where it's just like, oh, they, I didn't like the way they were showboating last year. Or something mm, right. like that. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So. Also, Adam Sandler just signed a new four-picture deal with Netflix, so we'll probably see that movie. We'll soon. get a lot more of those movies. Yeah. And God knows, right? The Oscars got it wrong so many, so many times. I mean, look at Green Book last year. Literally got it wrong. Literally <laughs> got it wrong. Uh, you know, 2010, The King's Speech over Social Network, which mm. which really didn't age well in the sense that The Social Network is probably the movie that best describes our decade. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was you didn't know that at the time. You didn't know it at the time, right? Or but but at the our, time, it had some really good Winklevoss and. Uh, you know, some good shouty scenes, but like... Yeah. But Argo, over everything that year, I mean, yeah. they had Django, Zero Dark Thirty, Lincoln, and Argo wins. You know why? Yet again, oh, this Affleck guy seems to be having a really tough time. It's Let's give time. him an Oscar. It's his time. So yeah. that, you know, maybe it'll cheer him up from the divorce mm. and all that stuff he's going through. Or La La Land. Well, that didn't win. No, but <laughs> the fact that it was nominated was is pretty much up. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I, so, I guess we should stop poo-pooing on the Oscars and because we, I hate writing lists. Yeah. <laughs> of our own. I avoid it every year. Yeah. So this is the closest I think we'll get yes. for a while to our listicle articles. So yeah. we should, you know, a listicle podcast where we can talk about these lists. And it is a good way to talk about some of these movies we've seen. Because whether they were nominated or not, we did enjoy a lot of these films. Yeah. So mm. we're not going to go through all of the categories because I don't think we have any kind of expertise to talk about makeup, but we'll talk about the major categories. So film, directing, the acting categories. Uh, we, might, we might throw in screenplay and uh, a best animated feature as well because this year the animated lineup is quite exciting. It's one mm. of those few years when it isn't a given that Pixar yes. is just going to walk away with it, yep. right? Mm. Uh, but let's start with the actor stuff. Um, I think... Actor in a leading role, you've got Antonio Banderas, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Adam Driver, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jonathan Price. right? Uh, the movies that they nominated for, Pain and Glory, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Marriage Story, Joker, and The Two Popes. There's some funny stuff with regards to Oscar nominations as well, like who gets 
leading role yep. and supporting role. Yep. I mean, the movie is called The Two Popes. And yes. essentially, Jonathan Price and Anthony Hopkins play very similar, a very similar class of character, but yet one is in leading role and one is in supporting yeah. role. Was that, mm. uh, was, that, uh, was that a production decision or is that an academy decision? Do no, know? I think it might be a production decision because sometimes they don't like pitting both actors in the same category. Because then you might, because then it, someone it might It happens, say, like yeah. this year, we've got Irishman in supporting role where you've got Joe Pesci and Al Pacino no, there, yeah. mm. but they don't like that. Mm. Uh, so sometimes the production itself will will we'll say, "Oh, this person's there. actually supporting." Yeah. Yeah. It's like going back to the classic uh, Steve McQueen, Paul Newman, uh, Towering Inferno. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One was first. Like if a, you go a, left to right, yes. right, the other name was higher. Yeah, right yeah. hand side. So it's like technically, mm. <laughs> it's equal building. Yeah, yeah. So who do we think is going to take this one? Personally, for me, it's hard because I and I mean I haven't seen Marriage Story and I haven't seen Pain and Glory, but they're both strong actors, and I hear they're really good performances. So I don't know. For me, I I probably go to Leo straightforward. Oh, really? Because I think he wasn't the the character he plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't the cool, suave Leo you see. It's that broken. It's that. Vulnerable Leo is that scene of him in the trailer, just yes, like so screaming at that. himself, yeah, exactly. "What are you doing with your life?" Yeah. Right? And I, <laughs> stupid. Yeah, and that to me, sort of, in a in a Leo performance, is 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 different. And I, yeah, because I, mean, I yeah. have problem with like, from Romeo and Juliet seeing Leonardo DiCaprio as anyone other than Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Yes. I just yeah. like in it's, a movie, it's right? Leonardo DiCaprio on a plane. It's Leonardo DiCaprio making money. Like I got, I'm getting slowly away from it, but like all those middle years, like. I was yeah. just like, that's it's Leonardo DiCaprio. It's not an actor. I buy. It's not like he's being consumed by the roles. Yeah. In this, I got that a little bit because he's playing an actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing himself in yeah. about 20 yeah. years. Yeah, he's got so many flamethrowers at home. Um, yeah, so I think, I, I do agree. That's a pretty good one. I'm, I think Joaquin Phoenix is going to win Same. though because it's just... Oh, yeah. He swept everything already yes, to true. be fair. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, I have to say, whether you love or hate the Joker, he was that movie. Mm. Like... He completely was subsumed by the role. Yeah, he and I think he carried the movie. He did carry yeah. the movie, and, and not in a bad, not in a way where it's a bad movie that the actor carries the movie, but in just in a that movie depended so much on the character, on the actor playing the Joker that if it was anybody else, you probably have I'm, trouble finding it. I've never seen someone make opening shoelaces scary. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. he made me so uncomfortable throughout that film. Walking Phoenix makes me uncomfortable. Actually, full in stop, general, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he must be a really fun guy to be with at a party. <laughs> yeah. I just wonder if he has like an off switch because every interview you see of him. So there was a great interview recently where someone asked him like the same question again about, you know, preparing for the Joker and Joaquin Phoenix just gave the most brutally honest answer. He's like, isn't this old news? I've been answering the same question for like six months. Yeah. Like, I mean, but also that's, you're on the press tour. That's what yeah. it's going to be. He also, when someone put it to him about, you know, at the beginning of the press tour, he said, he said that I think someone interviewed him asking like, are you concerned about people picking up on the portrayal and mm. thinking that it's okay to lash out as, you know, white, he, lonely white men who are being yeah. repressed by society? And he left the room because he's like, he I said he honestly hadn't thought about it. So did you see his BAFTA speech? Yes. And he was talking about we need more representation and all that stuff. It's like, that's great and all. But like, again, he's been in a position of power to do that for a while. Mm. Not to do the speech, but to actually, you know, production companies all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, I don't, I get the feeling Brad Pitt's companies are diverse. I don't know why. <laughs> Just because he seems like a nice guy, but that's also <laughs> but, that's the trap, isn't it? It is the trap. Well, plan, plan B does do a lot of of varied yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 he, Brad Pitt's production company doesn't just tend to do Brad Pitt vehicle movies. Yeah, you know, so. so. But it would be nice if Joaquin's uh, speech was 
we should be doing more diversity and you can't and you can't say it can't be done because look at the way we did it on Joker or look at what we did with someone else. It's, yeah. like it's a lot easier to say it that after the fact for you to do it as opposed to just saying yeah. To do it. yeah. I think the upset in this category will be Antonio Banderas. I just saw Pain and Glory a few days ago because it was just released on iTunes. So okay. I bought it on iTunes. And if you compare the performance to Joker, Joker mm. is Joaquin Phoenix like all out there, mm. right? He's lost the weight. He's, He's a raw done. nerve. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's a very in-your-face performance. Antonio Banderas is playing a version of Almodovar. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because the movie is semi-biographical. Okay. And so it's almost like Almodovar is saying, oh, look, I've made all these mistakes in my youth. And this is like this aging actor who's kind of coming to terms with his sins almost. And um, all the people he's wronged in his past. And Antonio Banderas' performance is like, super subtle like mm. it oh. is all in his face it's an actor's and, acting oh, thing it's yeah. tremendous so it's right up there with his work in Doolittle <laughs> ooh. ooh exactly does he have the same haircut as exactly no no he doesn't yeah. he doesn't but yes but that's about Tony. that's an Antonio I'm Banderas you, look man. I want to see more of you yeah. make crazy mo- pirate Antonio Banderas you make Monsters Ball you make Catwoman that's yeah. what happens right <laughs> one for you one for me <laughs> exactly so yeah I think that'll be the upset okay so Bahia's going Bahia and Ian going Leo I'm going Joaquin I'd like I think I've thought of that list I think I like Leo I, you'd I, like I, Leo but you think Joaquin yeah I, I think Marriage Story Marriage Story's fine I mean I don't think I don't get okay, so, the hype about it. Right, yeah. I want to talk about this when we get the best picture because I don't think it deserves to be there, but no. we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, okay, actor in a supporting role. We've got Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes. Wait, isn't he the main? Oh, nah, the, the other kind of the journalist the is the main. Yeah. yeah. You've got Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman and, of course, Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Brad Pitt so far has swept like, everything else. Everything yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, so going into this, he seems to have like a good... You know, yeah, run in, run in, right? Yeah. Good odds. Um, Tom Hanks feels like the Meryl Streep nomination. Like, if you're in a movie oh, that year, you're yeah. gonna get it because you're Tom Hanks and you're awesome. And yeah. you also, they, they love giving him Oscars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Given, Castaway, right? I think he's got two now Philadelphia, Philadelphia and uh, Forrest Gump. Was it not Castaway? No, he got nominated, but oh. he didn't win. Part of me wonders if Irishman's gonna be set an example of because it's a Netflix it's a Netflix thing because Scorsese tried to make it in the studios but then he turned away or rather they turned him away and then he went to Netflix um, and Netflix were like Marty do it Marty he's um, absentmindedly on the speakerphone you know can I make it two hours long sure whatever talk to you later Marty three hours whatever yeah. whatever Marty stop calling just come just, back when just it's finished give us the movie we'll, yeah. we'll tell, upload it tell but, me how much it costs but I think I mean Pesci came out of retirement for this role they did make him look older than he actually looks that's one thing but mm. I think like Al Pacino does a restrained Al Pacino in that. He, he does. He, he wants mm. percent of a woman, right? Yes. Which gave him license to who Al over the place yep. for too many years and be in Adam Sandler movie where he was playing basketball. Anyway, I think in this, his 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 performance is restrained. There's actual emotion comes across in what he's talking about. That is what it is. Conversation is genius. Yeah. And I think I might have I talked about, talked about this somewhere else before. I'm not sure if it was with you guys. There's a scene where he's ranting and raving at his lieutenants about they've gone and done something shady. Which yes, we spoke casts, about it. Yeah, yeah. Cast shade over his entire enterprises and everything he's doing. And he goes from screaming Al Pacino down to I'm going to jail. You know I'm going to jail. And it's just like it's just a subtle thing. And then he immediately goes out and starts comforting. Robert Robert Niro, yeah. like, you, know, you. you know what I was talking about you, you know? and I think it's I love just, you, man. <laughs> yeah there's so much range there but it's all like that's Jimmy Hoffman within like five now. minutes right? yeah. yeah so I, I do like that a lot I think uh, that that deserves it and Brad just smiled mostly and drove his car in that movie he does but for me and Brad Pitt 
the bit in the movie that was all Brad Pitt was when he goes to the Manson farm. Mm. And for me, that bit was so tense. A big cowboy energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, big cowboy energy. And I loved that bit because I loved how he was not fearful at all, no. but we were afraid yeah. for, for him. him. And I think that was a masterclass in like directing, writing, acting. It was, it was mm. oh, so good. But but also like you know what happens to the Mansons with the Mansons. Yeah. So yeah. you're just thinking, is he going to die? Is this when it's going to happen? happen? Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. 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 And like ah, yeah. I. <laughs> I want Anthony Hopkins to win it. I really I loved him in that books. role. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. good. I mean, I don't think they're going to give it to the Pope. They're not going to yeah. give it to. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, not I, I, to. I, I, is it on Netflix? It is. It's yeah. a Netflix movie. I think personalization has rendered our dashes uh, yeah. irreconcilable because it, it never popped up there. I guess they thought I was sick of mass or something. But also. <laughs> Even, even your Irishness didn't bring no, no. Yeah. Uh, no but you know what two hours of mass no change that over but you know what Anthony Hopkins over the last few years and I think it probably started with that last Transformers movie he has made a career of the mumble acting mm. like oh. he is so good at it now I saw a trailer for this new movie he's in about about a father with dementia mm-hmm. uh, and it's him and um, oh god what's her name from Rogue One Generoso? Yes. Uh, why, am I, why am I blanking on her name? Anyway. If you hadn't said it that way, we would have got it. If you had just said, what's the girl from... The, from well, a Monster Calls? Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, no, you've done it to me then. Sorry. Uh, but anyway, yeah. And I saw the trailer for that. And I'm just like, oh, he's mumble acting again. Yeah. I think it's a genre of film called Mumblecore. Yes. Mm. It, yeah. it, it's him and uh, Ian McKellen. Mumbling yes. each other. Yeah. Oh, I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd, I'd watch yeah. that. Actually. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like Ian, Ant- Joe, uh, your Al Pacino. I'm Al Pacino. That's I hope. I'd like Anthony Hopkins to win. I'm Brad Pitt. Mm. All right, uh, let's move on. We're looking at actress in a leading role: Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, ScarJo for Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. I haven't seen any of these movies. Have you not seen any? Okay, I've. Have, these movies have not opened yet, other than Bombshell. Bombshell uh, opened for a short and while. Marriage Story, obviously, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think we're ever going to get Judy. I I don't know. I, Do you think you, you think, think it might happen? Because it's like about Judy Garland, and I think distributors here might be like Malaysians ain't gonna watch that maybe I mean uh, if, if but they also the, the censors don't know the phrase friends with Judy right oh yeah that's true, yeah, that's true. Like, they don't know that they don't phrase know that, yeah. so that should be out there. so that's one concern out of the way I think I think if Renee Zellweger wins it it'll probably come here yeah. you think so yeah, yeah I think so I think she's gonna win it though yeah because I, hers is the comeback story she's been getting yeah. heat recently yeah right? yes uh, and also because essentially that's what the movie is about right it's Judy Garland's comeback Yes, I think yeah, or yeah, because it's not comeback. a cradle to grave. No, it's story. not. It's just she a moment. She went away. She was just like spending all of her piles of money for a bit, wasn't she? Who, Judy Garland or Renee Zellweger? Renee Zellweger. <laughs> <laughs> I did hear again from the Baftas that when she went up to collect an award, Hugh Grant was presenting it. He said that is a very silly tiny dress. Oh, nice. <laughs> Calling back to Bridget Jones' yeah. diary, not yeah. just being you know sexist, <laughs> sexist <laughs> inside joke. Yeah, I think everyone going into that category, all the actresses going into that category, are thinking, yeah, Renee. Yeah, I think we'll get to marriage story again later. I think her role in that is slightly problematic in that she's the shrill happy to start with. Yes, and right. It's like it's only when you know Kylo Ren retaliates that things get really, really bad. Um, but like, it's like watching Blue Valentine. It's like I don't don't reward people for making these miserable fucking movies about relationships. <laughs> it's like I remember watching Blue Valentine. I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. The time thing. It's like oh, no, I'm just depressed. No. I had to think, I had to, I had to, I had the to, movie makes you want to kill yourself. I had to work yourself. out how to be depressed in that version. Right. In marriage stories, it's like, I can see exactly where this is going and it's just 
not helpful. Everyone's going to be exactly the same spots they are now with less. And I'm sure that's what, that's the truth of the story. Yeah. Um, but I think she comes off worse from the start. And that is a bad... That's bad Hollywood in a way. You know what I mean? If you can make... An argument is not generally someone saying, I'm wrong and I know I'm wrong. It's like two people arguing good faith over things. Yeah. And, they genuinely believe they're right. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't generally believe in her at all. He's right. Just get rid of her. You know what I mean? Mm. So... It is written by Noah Baumbach and it is supposed to be autobiographical. So maybe he's just, you know, venting, venting, superimposing, channeling. It's not like we don't get enough of that in Hollywood as it is. Um, Actress in a supporting role. You've got Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, Marriage Story, Scarjo for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Um, Yet again, I've been reading these articles and everyone's like, oh, it's Laura Dern's year mm. to be the supporting mm. actress because of Big Little Lies. and I think it's just because of Big Little Lies. They couldn't yeah. give an Oscar or a BAFTA right. Big yeah. Little Lies. And she, her, her meltdowns in that are, are a joy to watch. How yeah. is she in Marriage Story? She's fine, but she's it's a little bit of the same character from Big Little Lies. Yes. Okay. But more, she's a lawyer. But more annoying. She's the lawyer for Scarlett Johansson's character. So she's part of the adding to the problem of right. like, we're going to amp it up. This is the arms race. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's a hawk. She's like the... A war hawk yeah, yeah. urging her panel, yeah. her, her committee to go to war. And Adam Driver's standing there like a deer in the fucking headlights going like, huh? Huh? So Because he's a director of stage. Yeah. Because um, she gets to have some good moments, but like, I think, yeah, nothing comes close to the powerful majesty of... Of Big, Big Little, Little Lies. Right. Exactly. I'm, I really want to watch Richard Jewell. Like, late career highlights mm. have been tremendous for Clint Eastwood as a director. Yes. But this movie just, movie's kind of actually garbage right there was one point i haven't seen it yet but i was reading some articles there was one bit that people had a problem with because uh one of the characters who's a journalist um it is implied that she may have traded sex for information yes and i think people were upset about that but on the whole the movie's gotten some good praise okay so like that thing has been like that thing was categorically known not to to be be true so for him to put that in there yes was Mm. putting effort into being a dick yeah Mm. which as opposed to being an accidental dick Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kathy Bates, Richard Jewell, Laura Dern, My Marriage Story. Uh, the ones we haven't spoken about, Florence Pugh, I think is amazing in everything she does. Mm. But maybe too soon. It's just like, I mean, I'm putting my Oscar hat now and I'm mm. just like, ah, you're great. You were yeah. great in Lady she, Macbeth. She's in that superhero movie. We can't give her an Oscar now. Not yet. Yeah. Wasn't she also in that horror movie? From Midsommar. Midsommar. Yes. Yeah. She's been that in, was last she's, year. I didn't get nominations. That was last, yeah. didn't get any nomination. No. no. She was in Fighting With My Family, which yes. she was fantastic in. Yeah. Which And it's bizarre to think Fighting With My Family and Midsummer and Little Women, Little Women doesn't look like the same person, really. No. Yes. Like Fighting yeah. With My Family is an incredibly good movie and she carries it with a performance and mm. it seems like someone completely different. Yeah. And, and, and watch her in Lady Macbeth. If you can, mm. It's just mind-blowing. She's oh. so good in that. So my money is on ScarJo mm-hmm. only because... I recently watched Jojo Rabbit and it is, for me, her performance kind of channels Roberto Benigni in Life is Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. There's this idea of a single mother who's just tr- doing her best to raise her Nazi son yeah. under the worst possible yeah. circumstances. And she's great. She, and, and I've never seen her play this kind of role before. Right. She's always the super strong person. Yeah. Right? But in a, movie of, in a movie of people all putting on dodgy accents, her dodgy accent, I think, is the dodgiest. Is the dodgiest, I know. Yeah. She, she wanders into French at times. <laughs> what? Like, what okay. the fuck is going on? Okay. I don't know. I, I, that, well, I think we'll get to Jojo later on because that is just, I don't know where that fits in any of Anywhere, this. Anywhere, yeah. Because yeah. so, that, that performance sits within that. But when you, 
what, what clip do you choose to put up there in the best supporting actress thing? They're all goofy things she's doing. and like I think it's the clip at the dinner table. With the dirt? So there's this bit at the dinner table when the son's being incredibly rude and she loses it. Mm. And it's such a weird... I don't know how you think to even write this scene. It's, it's such argument. a weird mm. scene. Like, she pretends to be the father by ra- wiping ash on her face and then putting they... Putting on his coat. Putting on his coat and she loses it at her son and then she apologizes for being angry as the father. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then... And then they yeah, get she's in, like, so don't talk to your mother like that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then they dance yeah. and it's... Oh, wow. It's really good. But mm. anyway, um, Kathy Bates, I think... Is just Kathy Bates. I think she gets a nom because she's there. She's there. Yeah. She I made don't. A movie this year. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's like, well done. Tip of the hat to you, ma'am. Yeah. But you may not win. Yeah. So what? What are you? What are you guys? I'm Scar Joe. Are you leaning towards anyone I think it's in particular? Just like, again, the narrative is Laura Dern, so I think that's yeah. what's going to get. It. And we don't get to see Little Women Book tomorrow, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we may change our minds yes. completely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna abstain only because I haven't seen any of these. So all right, I'll leave it there. All right, Bahe abstains. Bahe abstains. Before we get into uh, the big categories, which are director and best picture, I thought we would look at animated feature film and also uh, adapted and original screenplay. Now, animated feature actually has a really good like lineup this year. I mean, you've yeah. got How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is the last in the trilogy. I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story Four. I am just so happy that Missing Link is here because mm. not mm. enough people saw it in the cinema and it's a Laika movie and Travis Knight's awesome. Which, is the, sto- awesome. which is the story of Laika, right? right. Yeah. Not many people watch it constantly. But it's always it's, so good. Kugo it's always was amazing. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And Missing Link was funny and yeah. it felt like Indiana Jones and it was... I thought when I was looking at this list, I thought, oh, I'm going for that one. And then I was like, kept reading. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, I, I want that one. Because this is like the different types of technicals. Like right? Klaus is one of the most fantastically classically animated pictures of all time. I mean, it channels Sleeping Beauty yeah. in the way it designs its characters. But also, right? uh, what was I thinking of? There's bits of like the coats and stuff are very much like Don Bluth's style of thing mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, American Tale and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then there's like the Christmas style of it. And then like the, character, the main character, I can't remember who played it, but it might as well be David Spade. It's that kind of like put upon, stressed out character. Like everything pulls together in that piece really, really well in an old fashioned style. But in a, like a point I'm like, wait, are they hand animating real time shadows on things? Because it's like they usually just put a filter over it or three yeah. D mapping. It's like if they're not doing any three D, it's all hand drawn. Then it's all hand drawn. Yeah, and it's like they're not providing themselves yeah. with any shortcuts. Yeah. And then I thought about Toy Story four and how good Rain looked in that movie. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you remember like just like shots yes. of the road and you're like, yeah. And if Woody was in sleep mode, it's just like, oh, that's a photo. Yeah, yeah. No one had to painstakingly figure out how water reflects through the um, plastic, plastic, and drop uh, droplets of water on dirt, plastic, cowboy hats, yes. and material, yeah. and then write a program to model that, and yeah. then have the light scatter correctly, and then also get Tom Hanks to do lines good. <laughs> so I mean, it's <laughs> no, but also, but also with Toy Story four, like I went in with such low expectations because I was like, you know, Toy Story was the perfect film. Mm. You're done with that story, and they were done with that story, yes. and they finally did a movie which was about the toys, and they knocked it out of the park and I was like oh you guys are so smart <laughs> you'll believe you'll believe you can fall in love with a fork yes Spork, forky yeah. yeah and you will fall in love with that fork and Trash. I think this is probably one of the hard categories yeah. Yeah. For uh, have you guys seen I Lost My Body because no, no, that's no, on Netflix yet. yeah that's that on Netflix is, so, it's about a disembodied hand no. <laughs> because in it just, it's a no big thing thing yeah it's 
good, but it's really surreal. Mm. Oh. It's a little too French and surreal, I think, to win at the Oscars, but it's a great piece of animation mm. and it's a great movie. I think it might boil down to Klaus or Toy Story 4. Mm. I don't know what I'd choose because I love those movies equally. Uh, I think Based the, on what we talked about, like Oscar photos earlier, like Missing Link, I think it did okay, right? Yeah. It didn't, but it, like, it wasn't... No, a, it didn't make money. Match, and but, it's the kind of thing, like looking at, the, looking at like when you see that big orange thing and everything else, it's like, yeah, that's going to slip past some of those assholes in the Academy. But right? you have to remember how the Academy votes, how the votes are counted. Okay. It's a preferential vote. Oh, yes, it is. Which means that a number, a guy's number two, number three yeah. could win it. Oh, so of course. I, I don't know. You know, I, I'm, I don't think it'll be Toy Story. I don't think it'll be straightforward. I think people will be like, yeah, Toy Story is done. We're, we're past it. Maybe give it to some new guy. I, I'm hoping for Klaus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I would not be upset. I think the weakest link, even though it was a fun movie, is How to Train Your Dragon. The missing link, even. <laughs> oh, the weakest link is a different thing entirely. <laughs> you are the weakest link. All right. Let's take a look at uh, adapted screenplay and original screenplay. So um, they call it the awards for writing. and They usually give it one after the other. Yeah. Um, adapted screenplay, you've got The Irishman by Stephen Zalian, uh, Jojo Rabbit by Taika Waititi, Joker by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver, Little Women, uh, which was written for the screen by Greta Gerwig, and The Two Popes by Anthony McCartan, who also wrote the book on which the play on which the movie is based on. Mm. Do you think The Irishman gets any like hassle because like the book has now been widely debunked? Yes. <laughs> that, like, you know, yeah. well, this guy was never near any but, of this stuff. to be uh, fair, the book was debunked even back then. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, but, but Scorsese just went, this is a fun story. Let's make this into a movie. Have you looked into much about what the material behind Jojo Rabbit is? Like, is yes. it like that? No, it's not. So, <laughs> God. God. We're yeah. not going to spoil it by saying what that is, but like, there's a that there. It's yeah, like, it's, it's, hard to, it's, it's, it's hard mm-hmm. to imagine this just, this jumping off the page when you're reading right. it. But, it's very similar to what he did with Hunt for the Wilder People, which is also based on a book. Mm-hmm. But Taika Waititi kind of takes inspiration from it and then runs off on, and his, puts on his own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. So I think this is where Greta Gerwig might win because they feel guilty for not giving her the directing nod. Mm. Plus, having not seen it yet, I've heard like she actually, there's been what was was. A, the last couple of Little Women ones was one with Winona Ryder in it, right? Yeah, 1991. Kirsten Dunst is in that one as well, right? Yes, yes. that's right. What was, there was one before that as well, wasn't Oh, but there? that was oof, that was in the 60s, I think. Oh, okay. So we haven't had... I thought it was more than no, that. No, okay. uh, so, the so, last one was uh, okay. Winona Ryder. But from what I've oh. heard, she actually makes adapts it. There's yes. changes to be made to make it stand out different. From, like, oh, it's, not right. a, it's not a straight out of the thing. No. Oh, okay. So even there's parts of... I think she rearranges the story and from what I understand, the ending's different. Little Women is more than one book, right? So there's yeah. Little Women, there's Good Wives. She kind of amalgamates and changes oh, really? things about oh. Yes. Oh, so we're now into the Little Women cinematic universe. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, let's see you. <laughs> oh, man. So I didn't know there was a second book because I'm an ill-cultured swine. Well, no, no, no. So I think in the UK uh, and outside of the US, I think it may have been published as one. Oh, okay. Uh, oh. And they split it up in the US, I think, as Little Women and Good Wives. Oh, yeah. So in certain parts of the world, it was published very differently. But yeah, it's it's more than two books. I think it goes on. I think there are. I think Louisa May Alcott wrote four in mm. that universe. Little Women's <laughs> Right Back. The Revenge of the Little the Return of the Little Women. That one's actually got genuinely little women. Yeah. It's a horror story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think? You think? Do you think Joker? Do you think people are like? 
I think it could be Joker. Because it's so different, right? I, I can see Jojo getting nothing and anything else and then getting this. Oh. And that would be the like the fob to them. But I, I think I think what you're right on the money with Greta Gerwig though. I think that's the, the little women thing. After nominations yeah. came up, people were like, again, you left her out. Oh yeah. We're gonna just just reuse this part of the conversation for original screenplay about Ryan Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Ryan Johnson for Knives Out, Marriage Story, Noah Bumbach. Uh, 1917, uh, Sam Mendes and Christy Wilson Cans, Once More Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, and Parasite, Bong Joon Ho, Han Jin Won, uh, based on a story by Bong Joon Ho. Based on a story by Bong Joon Ho. So, oh, that's movie story, not that story. That yeah. Was, yeah. Not, not adapted in that case. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this is the first appearance of Parasite on our list, and I can see them taking, take, taking this. You think? You think so? Because uh, if there's one thing the Academy loves, they like giving Tarantino writing awards. And nothing else. Uh, mm. That's true. I mean, because <laughs> uh, again, uh, yeah, unless I mean, this is the year that changes that. I mean, I was looking at it, like Knives Out is ridiculously, incredibly well crafted. I was listening to his oh, spoiler uh, so interview good. with. He only had a short time to do a spoiler interview. I forgot. Chris McQuarrie did like three spoiler specials for Mission Impossible. Oh, did he? With mm-hmm. Empire, he just kept talking about the film. They only got 20 minutes with Ryan Johnson. But things like, you know, the bottle switches and stuff like that, some of that were like very late. Listen to the process of how mm-hmm. things came together. But it's like, it is incredibly well crafted and the right decisions were made all the way along. Right. When it comes to something like Marriage Story, when we're talking about it, it's like, it doesn't seem like much. But writing convincing-ish arguments, like, again, I didn't find them 100% convincing, but they weren't the usual, oh, look at her, she's evil kind of stuff. Yeah. So having people argue, like, end up punching the wall in a scene that is eminently meanable. Mm. There's skill involved in that. Yeah. But this is the Academy Awards. Are we really asking about skill? <laughs> Let's be fair. Yeah. I, I, I still think, I, like in my heart, I want Knives Out to win because I think that was some of the most enjoyment I've mm. had yeah. in a cinema in a long yeah. time. And I mean, it's a lot of it's performance, but a lot of it's like just, it's so clockwork and it's tight. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. That's, that's originally why I went for Parasite as well, because there's so many layers that have to be in that before they even build the house mm. and before they get the actors and before they flood a set. Yeah. Like there's so much that has to be on the money in that screenplay. Yes. But also, if it's a writing award, you want to give it to the most writerly movie, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what the thinking. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it is like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like a Stephen King novel. They can't do endings, right? That's the go joke yeah. in all the TV shows. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I just, I, 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 I found the movie of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to be so meandering that it doesn't speak well of the screenplay. Right. And you know it's longer. Yeah. Well, is the Parasite one? Are they handing that out in like Korean to the Academy voters? It's like, I'm going to read this. <laughs> I'm just keeping it for a memento. Yeah. I, so, I want Knives Out. Yeah. I want Knives Out to win. I don't think, I don't think they, Knives Out will win. Yeah. I uh, want Knives Out to win. I don't think it will win. I yeah. think if Parasite wins for original screenplay, I think that's it. I, I think don't think it's it. going to get Best yeah. Picture. Oh. I don't know if Bong Joon-ho is going to get Best Director. Yeah. I, I don't think he will. I think, for me, I think that the best directing category has got a lot of... Because then they'll just give it to him for international film, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I think, just under the best directing, I think there's too many great A number one directors on the top of their game for them to just give it to some Korean guy. Yeah. I, I, just, I think that's I, what the Americans th- are thinking. That's right. what the Americans are thinking. I think, yeah. am I really going to pick this Korean guy over 
Scorsese. Over my buddy, right? Yeah, yeah. over Scorsese, over Quentin Tarantino. You know, over. But do you not think that there could be because they're getting used to now getting slammed in the press all the time? I don't think like, they care, dude. Yeah, dude, true. Green Book. <laughs> I don't think they care, dude. Yeah, I don't think that's the thought that crosses their mind. I mean, if anything, I think they'll double down. You and, make Spike Lee get up and walk out, like. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't think so. I yeah. I think I think Parasite could win original screenplay. You're right. I think, but if they win that, then that's it. That's, that's it, right? They right. might as well just pack up and go home. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a look at the directing award before we go to best picture. The nominees: uh, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese; Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917; Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood; Quentin Tarantino; and Parasite, Bong Joon Ho. It's been a toss up. 1917 has kind of made since the Golden Globes like a real a late. A late push for it. A late push. I think they won Directors Guild Awards. I yes. think they took BAFTA as well. I mean, it's Sam Mendes, of course, he's going to take the BAFTA. Mm. So of late, they've been doing this thing where they do, hey, director gets one, best picture is a different one. Right? Yeah. Um, I think back in the 90s and early 2000s, there was almost a, a fixed thing. If you were the best director, you usually ended up winning yeah, the best picture, runner, right? Yeah. You were the front runner. So now they like to mix things up and like give one guy one and then give the other guy another. So who do you think is going to take this one? Is it Tarantino's year? Okay, so my problem with Scorsese is that as much as I enjoyed The Irishman, it feels like a movie he made to get a Best Directing Oscar. It's just, it's From, so full of know. those I, beats. I, I think, Did you not? I, don't, I think, you know, fucking Goodfellas was that movie and yes. it just got ignored, you know, and then oh, he's done yeah. other yeah. movies. After that, he's just been pottering around in his movie shed and they happen to have said like, well, we'll give you one for this, even though we know it, it was for something else. Yeah. Um, this is too fucking long to win the movie. So, I, I mean, think so too. If we go back to Dances with Wolves and stuff like that as well, but like, oh, this is longer than Dances with Wolves. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, I get you're directing fine, but you need to direct the camera to be turned off at certain points mm. or move along into mm. things. And yeah, I, I don't. I think it's like most directing, not best directing. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I don't think I don't think the guy who made The Hangover is going to win this award either. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, it's not his time. Yeah, no, like for, time. for me, The Irishman was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but mm. it's like it's a Martin Scorsese movie. You've seen it before. Yeah, You've seen it better I elsewhere. Think that's the thing, right? Yeah. Even when we, I think I talked about it with the long shots of like there's long establishing shots of like going into restaurants and stuff, and you yeah. can see the time period and all that other kind of stuff. But it's like Marty's doing this because he's Marty, but it like it seemed cooler and good. Yeah, like people mm. people reference was it as uh, one of the oceans movies, isn't it? Where like you walk through the kitchen, they walk through the kitchen talking about the yeah. scene from right. Goodfellas, yes. and oh, the camera coming in and making the spaghetti, yes. and, they're, and they're playing cards, yep. and it's the exact same scene done. I don't think anyone's going to be doing that for the Irishman. No, no, I don't think so because no. it's been it's been done. It's like it's, it's you want to see a director move on with new tricks. You're right. The Irishman feels like the best of Martin Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, right? and for it's me, the best of album. For me, some you said something quite interesting that Ian. You want to see someone do new tricks, right? Mm. I think 1917 is a new trick. Mm. I think that could be it. I think as a film about a one take film about war in an academy town that it is, I think they'll go, yeah, that's a that's a good directing work. The only argument for Once More Time in Hollywood is that just it's in Hollywood. They love movies about Hollywood. Yeah, and half of these people live through the 60s. Yeah. And if, I remember that place. I remember that no, place. But I'm and if Tarantino if... captured that time uh, period well hmm. and put a fairy tale in it, Why these people might like movie? it. That would have been so much cooler if he just gone oh, like Tarantino's movie. Midnight in Paris, right? Hmm. I love that movie. No, I, I think, think more Tarantino's Terminator, like someone's <laughs> got, uh, like, you know, some, uh, 
trying to think about Brad Pitt's coming. Leonardo DiCaprio's going back in time to kill Brad Pitt in that time period. Uh, that 12 work. monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. But in the 60s, that'll work. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't enough reason for that movie to be set like that. And, you know, they don't. Nothing happens <laughs> until they get until they beat up some hippies. Like the rest of it is just like, okay, what what are you trying to say here? Hollywood was cool in the sixties. Yeah, got it within the first five minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Flame, I really also, liked it, and man. also flamethrowers are cool. And I know. Flamethrowers I just, are cool. I, okay, okay. As, like, the end, as, as, the, as the thing as the camera pans up, I'm just like, wow. I'm just like, huh? No, actually, what you said about Scorsese making the Irishman. I think kind of applies for Tarantino in Hollywood as well. It's yeah. just more Tarantino. It's mm. the most Tarantino we've got yeah. so far. Mm. Yeah. I think if anything, all the reasons that you just said about Once Upon a Time, about it being about the, the, a period in Hollywood and about how Hollywood loves Hollywood's movies and how they've all lived through it, I think that's why I'll be Best Picture. Yeah, that's Best Picture. Yeah. Are we just ruling out Bong Joon-ho here? No, I don't know. I, I think I, it I, is. I'm just going through yeah. the list, but even on Once Upon a Time, I didn't realize that the fight with Bruce Lee was one take. Oh, was it one take? It's one take up until Bruce Lee kicks him into the car. Right. Um, it was, uh, I saw it online. I mean, that's changing my mind now because I forgot about this. Um, someone had like sped it up and the whole conversation of like Brad Pitt leaning in the car, the first few smacks mm. of the fight, Bruce Lee taking his coat off, walking Mm-mm. back and forth, all that stuff is all a wonner mm. and it's not, it's not drawing attention to it. No. Until this clip came out and I was like, I didn't even know that was uh, there. Oh. And whereas in 1917, we were spending the whole time looking for those. And we didn't find that many, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think with 1917, what it was, was that we going, going in, you knew it was a one And after the first five minutes, you forget. Mm-hmm. Because the camera is so beautifully crafted. The actors are so well blocked that whenever they're doing a two shot, the camera's in, play, in place for a two shot. When there's a reaction shot, the camera's up in place for a reaction shot. I think that's why, if anything, if there's any question about directing, for me, I think it has to go to 1917. Hmm. But doesn't just Roger Deakins take that anyway? And then they go, we've come no, he's the master of life. Right? Yeah, <laughs> Roger Deakins is just God. Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Roger Deakins, like, that is one of the reasons why Spectre is watchable. I mean, the plot mm. is so terrible, yeah. but you watch that shot in the beginning of Spectre when he's running, which seemingly one take as well, right? When Bond is uh, in Day of the Dead and they're running, yeah. he's yeah. running across and the roof. And yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, that's all Roger Deakins. Going back to Bong Joon-ho, you think, no, you think like everyone's like paying him lots of kudos, yeah. but is that it? Like... They're like, you're great. Come back next year. I mean, I would give it to... <laughs> no. I mean, there's something about coming out of that movie. We talked, we reviewed it before. We couldn't talk about spoilers. And it's like, it's hard to talk about. It's just like, it's great. Mm. Like, it is everything, which is, it's it's good. Directing, everything works together. The the little phonetics the family have, the, the sister has, the mm. things. Yeah. We were talking about, we talked about offline, about the, the, the headdresses, right? Yes. We didn't yeah. recording. So yeah. like, something that flew completely over my head, because I'm an entitled white male, was that... Um, the whole thing with the the, the, the the middle class family being into the kid being into cowboys and Indians and dressing as Indian all the time it's all intentional to draw a fact to how middle classes don't pay attention to cultures they're taking a, mm. taking uh, advantage of right. and Bong Joon-ho stated that into unless he was tap dancing furiously when confronted with the question he just thought they were cool <laughs> but that level of detail and like the construction of the house people think the house is real yes the house yes. is not real yeah um so much of that movie like there's it's got more water than Titanic you know there's just so many different moving parts in there and you come out of it going like that blew my mind yes and it's not a science fiction movie 
It's not superheroes hitting each other. It's no, a very it's small tale of people contemporary in a house. Korea. Yeah, and which it, is why it will win international international film. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the reason it won't win directing is because it's not an it's not an American film. It yeah. doesn't have American actors. There's no American language in it. It's a foreign film, yeah. and that's why the Americans, the acad or rather the Academy members, will not vote for it. Mm. I think that's so. If it does get that. only foreign film and nothing else, do we have to do this next year? <laughs> <laughs> Boycott. Yes. <laughs> Justice for Parasite. Hashtag. The directing category is, in my opinion, kind of open. So it's yeah. going to be a fun. It's going to be a fun one to watch to see who wins. Um, as is the Best Picture category. Because... Before we get to that, I think we should get an ad break into original song. And I'm trying to think. Like, oh, I can't even remember. I can't let. You, I can't let you throw yourself away again. I, I don't know what that I is. I don't remember yeah. that from Toy Story Four. Yeah. Like, I mean, unfortunately, the only thing here I can think of is the Frozen Two song, oh, which is yeah. which slaps. And love me again. I'm going to love me again. Rocket Man. Uh, Elton John. I don't know. This. Uh, yeah, I don't I, that doesn't that. pop out to you. I would have. Th- I thought yeah. the arrangement of. Ro- I mean, Spotify's my love. This big, you know, your your personalized playlist. Yeah. Shit. Apparently, I listened to a shit ton of Rocket Man last year. <laughs> like it was. Just yeah, like, you did. This dude. is your favorite album. This is your favorite artist. Like Taron Egerton. What the hell is this? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's a stirring within. Um, but that soundtrack is insane, insanely good, and I don't even remember what this song is either. So, yeah. so, so you didn't like. Uh... I I, th- I just said that slaps. I listened oh, to that yeah. t- before it came available on Spotify. I listened to the Korean version and the Panic at <gasps> Disco version. There's a Korean version. Yeah. Um, some I can't remember her name because it was a while ago. And if I start listening to that song again. Keep listening. To that I need song. to listen to that song. Yeah. Okay. So, it, but it was closer to the because the the Panic at Disco version is um, a bit more different. Yeah, it's a bit um, more rocky. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I don't know what stand. Harriet's not. Is Harriet a musical? It's just music within it, is it? No, I think it's the because uh, Cynthia Revo is a singer, so oh. I think they've got a song within it. Yeah. Rocket Man should be in more things here. Costume design, no. Uh, visual effects, no. Just, no Rocket Man there. Yeah, Rocket Man should be up for more. I think it's because of the the, well, Rhapsody, the shadow thing. Like Dexter Fletcher should have like parked it for a year or two, maybe. Yeah, because if anything, I think Taron Egerton does deserve that. Like, yeah, his yeah. performance was phenomenal. Phenomenal, yeah. Rocket Man. Like better than Rami Malek, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a better film. It's a better film. Yeah. yeah, I think for best original song, they like giving it to the Disney stuff. So mm. who knows? And, and again, Into the Unknown fucking slaps. Yeah, it's really, really good. Great song. If you were worried that they wouldn't be able to find a follow-up to let it go, that worry that, not. That ah uh, was was genius because yeah. it runs through the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen the movie twice, and as soon as I left, all the kids are just like ah, and I'm just like oh, that's yeah, you worm. It's yeah. brilliant. Oh, and then there's a depression song which they didn't nominate. <laughs> you know the song was basically I've had depression all my life and now this is how I'm going to deal with it yeah that song was awesome as well thanks I, Elsa no pressure for like Frozen when you're after like you've made like, one of the successful Disney movies of all time that's like not just a complete lift off something else and then you're like we'll do it again and we'll put Weezer over the credits <laughs> can I just say it would be pretty cool if American Factory won documentary feature and the, Ob- and the Obamas have to go up and get an award <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. cool. That would be kind of cool. cool. The only way I'd watch it would be because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think... Oh yeah, actually, I forgot. You know, we have our resident documentary expert. Mm. Well... Have you seen all of the documentaries? No, no you haven't. No, I haven't. I am looking forward to Honeyland though. Mm. Yes. Honeyland looks like a really... I saw the trailer for that. This is the one of the bees that goes fucking weird, right? Yes. Okay. That yeah. seems to be because that's don't fuck with cats as well. It's about cats, but goes fucking weird. That but, seems to be the key to making a documentary. Yes, movie. yeah. I um, heard someone talking about it, and like in the most vague 
thing possible yeah. as like a family and stuff. Yes, and, yeah. it's, it's in, I can't, I don't know where it's from. Mm. Do you know where that's I think from? it might be, was it South America, Bolivia or something like that? Is it Bolivia? I, I don't remember. Know. I, but yeah, I just, just saw the trailer, yeah. It, just, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do exactly what it says in the tin. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's the other thing, right? The best documentary films often are a lot harder to come by. Mm. Yes. Uh, if they aren't on streaming services like Netflix, mm. uh, we almost never get them in oh, cinemas no, no. here. We never get them in yeah. cinemas here other than the one last year after you saw them. That's pretty much... And even then, it wasn't one of the big distributors. I mm. remember when we had that ticket giveaway for the second Inconvenient Truth movie. Mm-hmm. And you were giving people free tickets. And even then only 25% of the people who won showed up yeah. because it's like, yeah, I want ticket, but hey, it's a documentary. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, the other one too, that's worth noting for us here is obviously documentary short subject, St. Louis Superman, a couple of Malaysian crews. produced or produced it had a couple of Malaysian producers, producers yeah, right? The two, the writer producers were are Malaysians uh, working out of LA. That's But they're not exciting. nominated though. Uh, they so, are, no, as in, no, no, as in they're not the people who will, unfortunately, no? they're not the people who get the Oscar. How come? I think Producers. I think the names of the people. Oh yeah, yeah. Who appear? Hold on, give me a second. I'm gonna look it up. So it's a documentary short subject, were, right? Yeah, yeah. So for documentary short subject, uh, St. Louis is is Smirti Mundra and Sami Khan are the two oh. people who will go up to collect the award. How so come? that's unfortunate. How come? I don't know. Oh. So in the Oscars, it's like sometimes it's the producers that oh, get the I awards, see, see. and then it, sometimes it. it's the director that gets the award. Right. It's a weird thing. Yeah. All right, best picture. Let's go through these nominations. We've got Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite, which is nominated in two categories, best picture and best international feature as well. Mm. Now, before we make our predictions and talk about this, I have to say, I feel like we should go back to when they just did five movies. Like, take it back to 2008. Because I swear to God, ever since 2009, when they started doing nine and ten films, so much of this just feels like lip service. Well, that's mm. what they only extended it because they want people to watch the show. This, this, yeah, the show. right? I mean, even even last year when they did Black Panther, it's just like, you don't really like it, you old white guy. Mm. You just put it in because everyone else loved it, right? It just felt like we knew going into that that there was no way Black Panther was going to win. Yeah. But it's just there. But also, was that one? Was that one of those, com- par- those you know, com- complex categories where it's like it's a combination of ballot votes and like there's also a committee that might put some things together because like some of is the it, things are like some what? of them are like that because some it, of them are more complicated than the Iowa caucus. <laughs> because it also feels like when they had to pick five movies, more decisions were made. Like I don't think Marriage Story should be here. Mm. I and I mm. don't. I think if if you could narrow this down to five, you would get a really like. I loved Ford v Ferrari, but Best Picture, really? Mm. It's, but one of the things about that is it's a very, like, old-fashioned list in a way. Oh, yeah. Uh, almost six of these movies are all historical. Yeah. Mm. Oh, literally old-fashioned. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So literally, <laughs> Ford v Ferrari, Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Six out of the nine movies well, are all historical. Joker and, set in a... Oh, in the 1980s. Well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, cause the, but even with the subject matter, it's like, you know, the Ford versus Ferrari, it was a very good biopic with, you know, yeah. Christian Bale losing weight, doing things with his face and Matt Damon wearing a hat. Um, I just, yeah, when you see best, again, thinking back to the heydays of the best picture when it was, again, watch, when it was broadcast on Irish television as well, it was a dance with wolves years mm. that, from there onwards kind of thing. It's like, you're expecting these big movies. Yeah. And Ford versus Ferrari, 
they did nearly everything in camera, right? That was the thing. They had cars oh, for yes, everything. They did. So that is impressive. But it was also the fact that I was confu- I wasn't sure which way they'd done it. So I guess that was like a letdown in a way. Because if you, if you think of it, if it's real cars, you're going to see things that you're not going to see in your superhero movies. Whereas in this, it was just like, I wasn't Correct. sure at the end. But also I think it's because it's a story that kind of glorifies American ingenuity. I think that's mm. why it's here, right? And English drivers. And English drivers, yeah. <laughs> but we don't want to be reminded of that, yeah. Yeah. If I had to strip it down to five, I would probably keep Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. Joker, Little Women, 1917, and Once More Time in Hollywood. I think yeah. because Parasite got your international nomination. Because that's yeah. what they I was assuming done. that now, is yeah, it? No, I'm not assuming, <laughs> no, 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 I'm just assuming like if it was old-fashioned Academy, that's yeah. what they would have done, yeah. right? Put Parasite there. Because for me, Marriage Story, I had a lot of issues with that movie. I enjoyed it while I was watching it. One part of me felt like Blue Valentine took the Kramer and Kramer concept and made it darker and made it more mature. And then And timing on me. And then Marriage Story kind of Disney-fied it a little bit. Mm. And I also didn't like some of the dialogue in Marriage Story because it felt like it wanted to be Woody Allen, but mm. not quite. It's yeah. like it's like how the morning show wants to be Aaron Sorkin, but we're mm. not that smart. Before I watched it, I was almost mad at the movie because there's that scene where it's like she the the argument scene, the meme scene, yes, and the he's, big like, one. he's saying something like, "But you know, you shouldn't be mad that I was kissing her. You should be mad that I was happy to talk to her, or something like that." And I just like. The construction around that for these characters is awful, but also the writing around it is fucking awful as well. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't really sell it. So I don't know why marriage story is there. Little Woman, like I said, at the time of the recording, we're only going to watch it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but from what we've heard, and also kudos to Amy Pascal, everything she's touched since leaving yeah. Sony has yeah. been amazing. But even when she was at Sony, she was doing some oh, really Oh, she was doing some work. really good yeah, stuff. So let's not take away the fact that she is a really good producer. Producer, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's it's great that the Sony hack didn't destroy her career because it no. was looking like she was going to go down I for think that. if anything, it's she's... She's made... Yeah. Yeah, because she now has the freedom without having to worry about an entire studio making money. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she also has the freedom of several hundreds of millions of oh dollars. yes I'm sure that helps. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that helps but you know no, no. she doesn't have to worry about making that money back for yeah. Sony yeah um, so 1917 is the one that's been taking awards for this mm. since uh, award season started mm-hmm. do we think that the Oscars will lean that way as well because uh, you know in the Hollywood Reporter article um, the one about brutally honest Oscar yeah. ballots mm. um, the person they spoke to was all like eh, well you know Sam Mendes has the BAFTAs you know he's English let's give it to an American so I don't know how many people so it's actually the same person think like who said that. the same thing about Parasite, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how many people actually think mm. that way. Like, mm. this is an American award show. Let's mm. give it to my buddy who's an American. Mm. Which means Quentin. Which means Quentin. Because Marty's made these movies before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and even though while I was watching The Irishman, I'm thinking, yes, this is the pinnacle of your gangster movie career. But you've had a gangster movie career. Yes. Yeah. It's a I, tough one, right? I... I mean, the fact that Jojo Rabbit is nominated is insane. But it, also, they don't like giving Best Picture to comedies. They don't. They, no, that's mm. why I feel like it's such lip service when they throw in a comedy or a superhero mm. movie or, or, God forbid, an action movie. Mm. You're just like, eh. But there is, like, it's not on a, uh, what's his name? Grand Budapest Hotel? It's not a Paul. Wes, uh, Wes, Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Paul Thomas is a yeah. different Anderson altogether, <laughs> my friend. Um, different and, Anderson. I was thinking of Paul W.S. Anderson. Oh, that's an evil guy. Yeah. Also, an aesthetic um, but like there's a hint of Wes Anderson's kind of like brightness and everything like some of the greens in that movie are incredibly green and everything yep. else but like the comic timing 
for jojo for jojo the spot on the costumes just the fact that sam sam rockwell's like exquisite disheveledness yeah <laughs> no but also just the way the movie opens with it's another Taika, great day in the hitler youth i uh, know even before that with taika waititi's hitler just going give me a heil hitler yeah give me a heil show me and, a heil. and the both of them are just going back and forth heil hitler heil hitler, heil hitler. No, that's not a heil hitler give me this a heil is hitler. all you got to get out of, out of context no no I know. <laughs> I know i know but the way those opening few minutes plays out is it's genius yeah. and, and then, then and then you jumps you, out into the street and then you hit you with the Beatles playing I want to hold your hand in German in German <laughs> and it's- can I just say I was watching a I think it was one of those Wyatt um, shooting a scene things on right. YouTube oh. it was Taika Waititi and Stephen Merchant I don't know how I don't know how they got any work done because that thing is just they're going back and forth yeah. just making fun of each other and just I mean Stephen and- Stephen Merchant was born to play I guess, a really tall Gestapo agent. <laughs> there is a scene where Stephen Merchant is just standing in a room and Sam Rockwell is kneeling. Like they, 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 like they want to make him look tall. Oh, no, no, they they actually did. They, oh, they did put, they? That's, that's, so he's kneeling. They, is they he? put Steve. I think they put Merchant on a thing. Oh. I think so because yeah, he's no. already like seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. So they made. They wanted to get that. But, no, but even that, that idea alone yeah. is just like yeah. I just shooting out on a close shot, so you just see your shoulders. Yeah, or remote. Well, you can see Sam Rockwell's shoulders. Yeah, more of Steve Merchant. Yeah. That's just a genius idea that it like, it's the power film. Yeah, yeah, and also just this great line when he walks into the room and he just goes, "There are these rumors." That Adolf Hitler only has one ball. It is a lie. He has four. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. For me, uh, like again, that scene again because I've seen it online. It's just like them. The number of times they go Heil Hitler back and forth. Yeah, that's that, that's just up to that joke. Yeah, that's yeah. a good joke. Where yeah. just like everyone Heil Hitlers. Everyone, everyone again, else. Yeah. It's gonna just be cut out and put into weird audio <laughs> files. Of doing this, but it is it also shows like it's you're laughing at it and then it turns, but then it turns back and it also shows the power of mocking. Yes, mm. like taking Shows the, power the power away of satire. from yes. of, mm. of satire, of taking the power away from these symbols and these these people and characters. And you know, who would have thought the perfect person to play Adolf Hitler after um, Downfall? The most again, the, the other meme movie, the other meme movie was you know a New Zealander, a, a, a Jewish New Zealander, <laughs> Jewish Kiwi. Yeah, if you gave me like, hey, Uma, what are the movies you most enjoyed on this list and want to win? It would be down to Jojo Rabbit, nineteen seventeen. Parasite mm. and Hollywood. Those are the yeah. four that I would say I really would love it if they were. Like, well, I'd take that something. list and then I'd set Hollywood on fire with a flamethrower and I'd move on. <laughs> so what's our bet? We haven't we haven't actually said. No, we haven't. Yet. Yeah. Um, I think I think if I have my Oscar hat on, I think they might give it to Sam Mendes for nineteen seventeen. Mm. I, I, I only because I think yet again I think when we spoke about it in the podcast, I didn't think I thought we were done like with. World War One movies mm. being able to surprise us, mm. uh, and then wait, I, wait, what was the last World War One movie you watched? Exactly, that's my point. I'm just saying it's, it's been so long since someone made. Has World someone War. been leaving World War One movies around you? Ah, it's not quite in the Western Front. It's behind the fridge. I mean, Peter Jackson in a documentary, right? They should yes. not grow old. I mean, that's the last thing that really blew you away, and that was a documentary. Yes. But you thought, hey, they've done all the stories. Mm. You know, mm. what's mm. next? What's new? And this felt genuinely new. Mm. Mm. I, for me, I think if they give directing to 1917, they'll give. Parasite. Best picture to Hollywood. Oh. oh, I think it'll be Hollywood. I think it'll be because you are just like they ain't given the he's got yeah, his I, own category. Yeah, I re- <laughs> like after I didn't think about that. I didn't think that until I until I heard about that brutally honest thing. Mm. And it was just like yeah, these guys have got it. Done and actually, in their head. it's not just the Hollywood Reporter one. I think it's a Variety and E News. They have started following. Uh, right? They have one as well, mm. but they do a series, so they get Most one person yeah. from each category. Right. That sentiment mm. about is Parasite winning for its international film kind of carries through. Yeah. They acknowledge, they're like, oh, 
it's an amazing film. He's an incredible director. Let's give that to him. But we're yeah. xenophobic. <laughs> no, because I yeah, because I think until until he does a parasite with American actors, throughout, the HBO series, like the HBO series, he said he wants to do something. Different yeah, it's, with I think it's yeah. So I think I don't think they'll he'll win it. I really don't. I think it might be Quentin for best picture. I want I, I want to give Parasite all the awards. I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood deserves it. Uh, Jojo Rabbit isn't going to get it. No, uh, I would love Jojo Rabbit to like take something. Yeah. I just think maybe it's just such a special maybe, film. Yeah. yeah. 1917 maybe, but you know, marriage marriage story will it cuz it will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we can rest easy that they're not going to give it to Netflix at least not for another 5 years. No. I mean, dude, Green Book won over Roma. Roma was fantastic. Yeah. They gave it to the movie that everyone hated. That's our Oscar So White podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by his pretty much putting all his money on Hollywood throughout all of these nominations. Yeah. Just because I know the Academy is just that <laughs> full of racist white close-minded people. and they won't admit it. I think that's it. It's the America we're living with these days. And when you think, what, yeah. I think I looked it up at what, 7,000 members we said earlier, you know. It's not that wide a pool to draw from. Let us know what your predictions are. Let us know if you still care about the Oscars um, and also about these nine movies because for the first time in a very, very long time, we in Malaysia had unfettered access to actually all of these films. So mm. we can actually watch them with the exception of Jojo Rabbit. I'm not sure if it'll actually make it to Malaysia mm. even if it wins anything, uh, but it's easily watchable on iTunes or streaming services and stuff like that. So... Yeah, let us know your thoughts. We are on social media, GogglerMY. You can also go to goggler.my and drop us a line on our contact page where we'll get an email. So if you want to have a much longer conversation, you can do that. Um, hell, you know what? You can even like just record something on your WhatsApp audio and send it to like hello at goggler.my yeah. if you want to talk to us and we can play it off on one of our podcasts. So Play it off, send it dirty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no sorry that's what happens at the Oscars you get played off yeah, yeah you get played off yeah that's, it, that's <laughs> how the end the podcast the orchestra just kicks in <laughs> yeah send us a voice message and we'll include you in our next podcast but uh, that's us signing off on yet another exciting episode of Goggler Presents <laughs>